0: That's N-O-O-M dot com to sign up today.
1: What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is March 1st. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Of course, we are covering all the spring training news uh, from yesterday and focusing on all the starting pitching performances as well. We have only really two major things to talk about from yesterday. We have Brandon Rogers uh, getting injured. Uh, It was a shoulder injury. They had to pop it back into place. Uh, which is a little unfortunate, and maybe that is a recurring issue for him this season. And A.J. Puck has adductor tightness that might slow him down as he is a reliever for the Marlins, but nothing like the Musgrove and, say, Suzuki... And Glasnow news we got yesterday. If you don't know those, Glasnow, six to eight weeks with an oblique strain. Uh, We have a mild one for uh, for Suzuki. It's about a month behind, but that still couldn't be lingering. And then Joe Musgrove out for a decent amount of time with a fractured toe. And Gavin Lux, of course, with his torn ACL, which is horrible, horrible news. Now, Tuesday's pitchers and those performances, so many to go over. This is pretty much from every single game we had interesting guys to talk about. So, let's go after it. Uh, We have Jose Barrios. He looked okay. Um, I really wouldn't say that this looked dominant in something I said, oh man, he's fixed. Uh, It does look like he has two different curveballs now. Um, One that's more of a sweeper one and more that's more of a drop one, but... Really, it's more about the fastballs for me, and those are still not those perfect fastballs. And I think he's just still going to be the great undulator. He's not going to have a five plus ERA, but he's not going to have a sub three two ERA either. Um, Ricky Tederman went in for an inning, and it was insane. He was ninety nine miles per hour against Javier Baez, blew a fastball by him. Had a uh, the the fastballs were elevated with intent. Had change ups and sliders down. They looked good. But apparently he hadn't hit 99 before, and from the Twitch chat yesterday, there was some talk about the uh, the fatigue of velocity for Ricky Teneman in season. That is, he would go down to 95 by the end of the year. So don't really read too much into that 99. It's the spring. It's the first time he's done that, which tells me, okay, as a starter, he's probably going to be sitting 95, not 99. But it's really cool to see it. It was just such a fun, fun moment. And at some point in the season, Ricky will be in that Jays rotation. I don't know when. It likely will be, I'd say, June, July. The Blue Jays are very, um, they're protective of Ricky's innings as they were last year. He's really young. I think he's 20 years old. So uh, they're not going to push him too quickly here. Zach Wheeler was on the other side through 96, was a stud. I mean, yeah. He's top 10 material. I mean, honestly, I think I have him at five, right? If I don't, it's it's like Rodon and in, in Woodruff. Uh, and I mean, Wheeler is there. I pushed him down, I think initially, but I was saying uh, maybe I'll push him back up. I think I'm going to be pushing him back up again. He's healthy and good. Uh, 96 already. Remember last year, he needed time to ramp up. He's already 96 now. Things are great. Zach Davies is throwing a tick or two harder, and we don't really care about it. He avoided the heart of the plate. Good job. He had a decent command today, or yesterday. Awesome, whatever. I don't want to chase that. Tristan McKenzie, I still don't love this. Uh, I I didn't see anything different. He's not looking like he had massive weight gain that I wanted him to see that would suggest that his command was improved. His fastball is still kind of all over the place. The... Um, curve and slider. Yeah, I didn't really see anything that made me say, Oh, wait, this is a different guy than last year. And last year, I think he got incredibly fortunate and should not be able to replicate that for another full year. Julio Arias seemed normal. The gun for that game for the Dodgers was seemingly low. That is, it was a Dodgers Reds. Uh, Arias uh, was around 92, 93, apparently. Um, but apparently that was a slow gun. So don't read too much into it. He seemed like Julio Urias. Uh, Noah Syndergaard was 91-92 on that stadium gun, but we've been hearing more about his velocity otherwise. So don't worry too much about that. Nick Lodolo looked fine. I I was maybe hoping for some dominance for me to get really excited. Um, that's really the only thing I would be expecting at this point from Nick Lodolo. There are a lot of guys like that where it's just, yeah, this is the pitcher, right? And it's less about uh, saying, oh, no, there's something new that I really wanted him to see. I mean... They're just pitching like we've seen all year last year. And that's when Nick Dolo's like... He doesn't have anything worse, which is really good too. So, cool stuff there. Uh, Same with Shohei Otani. He looked normal. We did get our first look at Shintaro Fujinami though. And uh, I don't know if that velocity is good velocity yet. The camera angle is terrible for that game. Um, He had a slaughter... Slaughter. Solid slider (laughs) at times... They made some bad pitches and then some good ones. He had a splitter at times, too. But he walked the bases loaded, right? He is a cherry bomb. We know this about Fujinami, that he is not a consistent pitcher. So be careful about that one. We're going to see some games. that Everyone goes, oh my gosh, Fujinami. Three straight starts looking great. And then it's going to be Walk City again. That's what I imagined for the year for Sh- Fujinami. I'm going to be saying it a lot through the year. I'm going to say, take the chance if you want. It's going to be one of those shrug situations. It's up to you if you want to dance with it. Uh, Waldechuk, uh He had two walks in his game, three earned runs. We were hoping that Waldechuk had his command in this, and he didn't. Uh, so we're wondering who the number five is going to be for the athletics, right? You have Rusinski, you have uh, Fujinami, you have Blackburn, you have Kaprilian. The number five is kind of up for grabs. Is it J.P. Sears? Is it Ken Waldechuk? I kind of assumed to be Waldechuk. Maybe it's Kyle Muller. But while the Chuck is behind right now, he has to recover in his next opportunities. Austin Gomber got rocked with forward runs. I mean, it's the only time really I'll mention a Rockies pitcher at any of these things. And we have a lot more that I need to talk about. I have half of my notes from yesterday, not including just the guys we got to watch today. I'm going to talk about all of those after
0: this break. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last.
1: Drew Smiley went. We didn't really know what the velocity was, uh, but he looked all right despite the 2 and runs. He had some good curveballs down, some fastballs that were up. It, it's nothing really that we can uh, pull from here. Alex Cobb got lit up for four-end runs. I looked at the strike zone plot. Did not look like a good uh, good location at all there. Um, that's Alex Cobb. Uh, we'll see there. Uh, Ross Dribbling came in after two innings, 0 and in runs, three Ks. Encouraging... In that way, hopefully that is uh, reminiscent or uh, representative of where he is at. We'll get more in future starts. I don't think this is something for us really to get excited about right now. We didn't have velocity readings, unfortunately. Luis Garcia is a tick to two ticks harder. 95 miles per hour and got 5 out of 30 whiffs as well on all of his pitches. I, I really have been thinking I have been too low on Luis Garcia, and I think I'm going to be increasing him when I do my top 100 next week. That might mean I put him into the middle of the 50s or so, especially considering the Astros have a good start at the beginning of the year. He's a good win guy. I think I have been too far down on Luis Garcia. Not really so much so, but in the realm of Jordan Montgomery, and maybe a little bit higher than that, yeah, that seems right. And who I'm going to be down on next week is Chris Bassett. This is big news. I actually was debating uh, getting a pitcher... Um, In my drafts, I went with Luzardo and I went with Drew Rasmussen and I overlooked Chris Bassett. I did not draft him despite Bassett being higher. Why is that? He was four to five ticks down in velocity, down to 88.5. He was nearly 93 last year. That's a huge deal. And I already had some concerns about Chris Bassett going to the Jays because of Roger Center and all the really bad luck that the Jays had, which might be indicative of something larger. Uh, when it comes to Hitlock and really Manoa just getting way overvalued in it, um, and Bassett might be a, might be hurting from that on top of this lower velocity, so I'm concerned right now. I'm holding off on jumping Bassett at the moment. Sean Burke went for the White Sox for two innings. We're curious about that because he could be the number five for the White Sox. He looked all right, nothing spectacular, but it was a bad—I mean, not a bad camera angle, but a shaky one. I didn't get velocity numbers. Um, monitor how well Sean Burke does. He seemed fine at this point. Jeffrey Springs, we didn't get video. Two innings, three three Ks against the Yankees. Good job, Jeffrey Springs. Yanni Chirinos went only one inning, not two. We're wondering who the number five is now that that is going to be out. Yanni Chirinos on Roster Resource was the number five. I think that's just going to be a... Three inning thing in season, a bullpen game for the most part, that I have to deal with the SP Roundup, and I'm gonna hate it. Ian Anderson, oh boy. This this is the worst news I think of yesterday. I wrote my sleeper article on Monday, live live on Twitch. We put it out on Tuesday. And I I think Ian Anderson pitched right before it came out. One of my sleepers was Ian Anderson, because he could be the number five. There were good reports about his this new slider and better command and all of this first start of the season, three things you should know two ticks down on velocity. He didn't throw a single slider and he had terrible control as he walked three batters. Oh boy. I'm out on Ian Anderson until like something changes here. This is bad. Um, Tyler Molly though. I'm very much in on velocity's up at 94. He's back. That's all that matters with Tyler Molly. If he has his fastball, Look, I know we want to focus on the slider being like, oh, if he has a slider, then everything's really good. No, it's four-seamer. Four-seamer first. Slider's always been a, a, I don't know, supporting cast member. It'll show up a decent amount. We're not going to see, like, an amazing slider from Tyler Molly. It's going to change your mind. That's not what's going to happen. Same with the splitter or whatever. As long as he has a dominant four-seamer at 94 miles per hour, Tyler Molly is going to rack up the Ks and be a solid play for... The twins, at least five innings, not necessarily six. He didn't do that often with the Reds. And I imagine the Twins might be hesitant to let him go with the full six. But wins and collecting strikeouts, Tyler Malley is undervalued, I think, at the moment. And in TGFBI, please don't be listening. I am going to be targeting Tyler Malley as I went five hitters first. And the biggest thing to the hardest thing to find later on are strikeouts. And Tyler Malley, I think, is one of those sneaky 170, 180 potential strikeout guys this year. Uh, Matthew Libertore went two innings, 0Ks, no hits. That's all I got. I have have nothing else. No more information was found on Matthew Libertore. But that's cool. He was also inside that sleeper article. And I think people are overlooking him as the number six option for the Cardinals right now on a team that has had many injury history, uh, many injury-prone guys with Jack Flaherty and, of course, Uh, Steven Matz as well. Kyle Bradish. everyone is going crazy about this. He's up a tick on his fastball and two ticks on his slider and curve. I get it. Everyone's been thinking, oh man, he had that nice little stretch at the end of the year. He did well against the Astros. The reason he did well in those two games was because his slider and curveball were ridiculously good. And guess what? He just had two whiffs on 26 pitches in this one. If you're doing quick maths, that's an 8% swing strike rate overall. Despite the increased velocity on his fastball. And I think the fastball, despite it being thrown harder, is still too hittable. It's the biggest issue with it. He gets cut action on it, which means it comes back toward the barrel more than you want a four-seamer to do so. And without a large whiff total, I mean, I can understand the velocity maybe making the braking stuff better. No, that's not what we saw despite the increased velocity. So increased velocity can matter a lot. It absolutely can, but it didn't have the effect I wanted to see. Now, if it does in future starts, then okay. And that velocity it maintains. It's not just him being amped for the first game of spring training. Awesome. It wasn't just that it was two innings. Okay. But as of now, I'm not shooting Kyle Braddish up my draft board. Sorry guys. Luis Ortiz was two ticks down, however, that's ninety-six point five. <laughs> and he had more whiffs than Kyle Braddish with three whiffs and thirty throw. That's a ten percent really like a 9%, still higher than Kyle Bratch. Okay, uh, Luis Castillo went two innings, two walks, two Ks. There wasn't really much info on this. Everything seems fine. Logan Allen, the uh, the good one, apparently, for the Guardians. And this is what's interesting. There are three prospects, Logan Allen, uh, Tanner Bibby, and Gavin Williams, who are all fascinating uh, prospects. And there's also Cody Morris. Those are really four guys who could theoretically take a open spot, an open spot for the Guardians? If Zach police just isn't good enough, right? Cody Morse is the clear one. If Logan Allen had an amazing sprain, there is a world where that would work out. Yeah, no, didn't really happen, so we move on. Uh, Corey Kluber and Trevor Rogers went against each other in the evening game. Corey Kluber was down two ticks, but you can't really read too much into it, especially for these older guys. This is what I always say. He is also a guy that's notoriously been a slow starter, so whatever. You can't really read too much into it. He didn't get a single whiff on any curveball or cutter. He got one on the changeup, but zero of 18 on breakers. Not great, but whatever. We kind of ignore it. Trevor Rogers, velocity was normal, 95. That's a good start. One slider thrown. I want to see more of that, but he went four for 12 in changeup whiffs, and had four strikeouts in two innings that's good it's not something that says okay trevor rogers come on up but it's not bad right it's more in the beginning it's it's more so about is there something that's just absolutely overwhelmingly oh my gosh this is new and incredible normally that's new velocity or a new pitch that gets so many whiffs and that's not what we're seeing here so then the other side of it is are they really far behind are they not getting any whiffs are they having bad velocity allowing a lot of runs lots of walks etc now what's happening with Trevor Rodgers, so all good signs there. Looking forward to today. Uh, we don't have too many we can watch on TV, unfortunately, but there is one you gotta watch. I'm going to be talking about him tomorrow. I can't wait. It's Andrew Painter. He is starting for the Phillies. If he has an amazing outing, I just can't wait to watch him. It's a good camera angle, from my understanding, if it's the Phillies one. Oh, cannot wait for that. Uh, He could seize the number five spot if Bailey Falter isn't good enough. And Painter is just amazing. The Phillies just say, you know what? We need to win every game we can. Get in here, Andrew Painter. Uh, Domingo Herman is starting for the Yankees. It's a fun battle between him and Clark Schmidt for the number five right now. Let's see how he performs. Um, We have Bailey Ober. Is he throwing high heaters? Does he have a good slider? He's the number six for the Twins, so not really many fantasy implications there. Andrew Heaney, hey, what's up? Is he throwing his slider down and glove side consistently? That includes two right-handers. I want to see that. Also, elevated fastballs, too. Uh, Dustin May, I want to see him throwing more four-seamers than sinkers. That's a huge thing for me with Dustin May. It's a much better four-seamer than it is a sinker in my book. Um, Does he also get whiffs on his curveball and cutter? If so, Dustin May is someone who we were so hyped on in 2021 uh, before he got Tommy John. So I'm really intrigued by this. Uh, I, I hope that he is excelling and does not walk anybody. Don't walk anybody, Dustin May. That was a big issue coming back from Tommy John last year. Uh, we've got the second start, the first second start of the year, actually, for two guys. It's Nick Martinez and Robbie Ray. Uh, Nick Martinez, is he going to be a solid number five starter? Because the Padres need somebody with Musgrove Hurt now. That would be very good for Martinez to have a nice solid start, comfortably have that position. I believe he would get the Arizona Diamondbacks in his first start of the year if he were the number five. Same with Seth Lugo. Something to consider there. And then Robbie Ray, is he sitting 93, 94? At his best, he's sitting 95. At his worst, he's sitting 92. As long as he's not 92, that would be really cool. Um, Also, I want to see the splitter. Please show me the splitter and I would love to see that as the proper nullifier instead of the sinker. The sinker is not a good pitch. Um, The last one here is Hayden Wisniewski should be going and there is a proper battle for the number five spot for the Cubs going on with Caleb Killian looking really good. Adrian Sampson not looking good. Hayden Wesneski, with a really good outing here with that breaking ball, could seize it, monitor that one as well. We have a lot of other starters who are not going to be on TV, and we'll talk about those tomorrow. But that is it, so enjoy the day of spring training. It is March. We will have regular season games this month. So make sure you have all the things that you need for your draft. Get PL Pro so you get your projections for the season, and of course our live draft assistant tool, uh, it's an amazing, amazing thing. And of course, if you get PL Pro and you get it for the full year, you're going to get our DFS projections and our fancy projections in season, including weekly ones. It's a huge deal. It's an awesome thing powered by PLV. You want to get it. You get access to the Discord, an ad free website, all the good stuff, 10% off of all our merch. I'm forgetting all these other things. It's an awesome thing. So go to p- com slash premium. Go check it out today. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. And may your babbits be low and your strikeouts high.